What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 62 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and your brave adventurer who loves to wear green and swing a sword, Alex Verona. With me, as always, is my favorite sprite, who is always helping me out, Joel DeWitt. What's good, Joel? Hey, hey, listen. If you want this to be a serious endeavor, you have to... Eh, let me cut you off there, Joel. You know I'm not one for tutorials. Absolutely not. I prefer to swing wildly into the game and then complain about missing features later. Well, at least you're honest about it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also with us this week is Eric Getty Gettinger. So are you a Zelda or a Ganondorf? Well, you remember how you had that whole shtick about does Mario bone? Have you thought about does Link bone? I have never not thought about Link boning. Because you think he does? Then I'll be Ganondorf, because I'm not going to be Zelda if you're going to bone me. I think it is more likely that he gets action than Mario. Yeah, Mario's kind of a sap. He's a best friend type. So, uh, I hope you're ready for uh, to some hot betas. We got some hot beta test action and, the, and mobile suits. Talk about some serious happenings in the news from this week. And then we hang out with some Mario in the backlog blog. And then, of course, we have a bonus section. But first, as always, early adopters. We play alphas and betas, as well as games our families enjoy. This week... I played a game, and uh, I brought this attention to everybody that could, and then Joel, you played this for your 2D Tuesdays, uh, Moving Out. Mm-hmm. Moving Out. It's uh, I'd describe this as a little bit overcooked, uh, but you are movers, and you are trashing a house, moving all of the said furniture into a truck. Joel, I watched you and Kelly play this, and I had a fantastic time. <laughs> <laughs> Not even playing it, I was just watching it. Yeah, what so, did you got, what so did, you did we. Think? And I, I think we're going to pick it back up for next week to uh, try to break a little bit away from Animal Crossing. Uh, so, moving out It's a bold is move, Joel. Definitely one of those sort of like, uh, not really sim, sim games. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's, it's trying to emulate the action of doing something, but feels nothing like the action of doing that. <laughs> so, you mean like the talking simulator that you played? Yes. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. Uh, cooking chi- mama? Chiclet teeth. Yeah. The, the I, teeth coming out? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Um, but again. anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, there, there's something really kind of charming about the game. I mean, number one, it's it's very cutesy, uh, simple art style. It's, it's 3D models and everything in a 3D space with that kind of top-down-ish isometric view going on. And... From the dicto, it has some really sort of cute humor. It's not trying too hard. It's a little like dad jokey, but it's it's cute and gives you a tiny bit of a chuckle. And you select a character at, a, at the menu, and like light overcooked, they do the kind of like uh, oh, you can be a fox, or you can be a toaster head, or you can be a, a handful of other you know zany creatures, and then. They put you on this map and have you drive from building to building and basically do the act of moving out. And the way it works is that, like moving, there are some things that one person can carry well. There's stuff that technically one person can kind of drag, but it's better <laughs> off if you use two people. And then there's stuff that you t- you can't move unless you have two people to, to do it with. And there's a timer in the t- right-hand corner and... 
your job is to move all the stuff out as quickly as possible, and the better you do, the higher ranking you get for that level. How stressful and that's is based it? Off of, that's based off of like your time, where they have a gold, silver, and bronze time frame. So, like in Overcooked, how stressful is all this stuff? Not really at all. Really? Like I think I think that's probably what makes me like this game better than Overcooked. So uh, you were you were playing it very differently than I was. <laughs> it was very stressful. Yeah. So so oh, you said while, this I mean, game is stressful, Alex. Uh, when throwing objects out of windows, there is a little bit of a timing component, and uh, <laughs> Beth was very strict on when the timing was. Okay. <laughs> so so my experience was. We would sort of, Kelly and I, go our own ways to start with and pick up all the individual one-off things. And then we would, when we were forced to work together, (laughs) that's where the the chaos started. But maybe it was just because we were in the right mood for it. But I never felt like fumbling up caused me to be stressed. And I think part of it is that there are fail states in Overcooked, right? There's a point where if you're doing bad enough, you lose the level and you have to start over. The yeah. kitchen can literally be on fire. That's how you usually gauge how poorly you're doing. Yep, yep, and fire is a constant in my life. But the the game moving out, there is none of that. Like, or at least I never reached that state. If it does exist, so there are they are lax enough to where you really have a lot of leeway. And if you don't care too much about getting the highest score in your first go. It, it's just sort of a pure chaos fun machine. And, and even that timing component. So what Alex is talking about is, say you and your partner are carrying a couch. You go down to the truck, and as you're finishing the level out, stuff gets so overstuffed on there that you have to sort of uh, heave-ho the couch and other furniture and throw it on top. Well, you each have to hold down a button after you've angled your position right, and you'll sort of sway the thing back and forth. And it'll show a marker when you're at the peak of each side. So I don't know about you, Alex, but what I was doing was I would start and I would say like one, two, and three. And then we'd try to throw it off and and fly it in the right direction. Uh, Of course, we did an awful job of that and we bickered as much as we had success. But like, I don't know, just the the nature of it not being any sort of hard failure, uh, the ability to sort of have these sort of zany, wacky... uh, organic experiences fumbling around with Kelly in the game. It, it all really just added up to a pretty painless, pleasant experience on our end. The there is the the time frames for the gold, silver, and bronze times are ranged, so it's between this time and this time. And there is an end one for bronze, so you can fail. Okay. We, we figured we figured that one out. And then <laughs> the other part is that when you both have to hold a button to heave ho back and forth, if one of you lets go, it just tosses it. Yep. So you don't have to let go at the same time, but so that was hard coordinating a little bit. Just yeah. like, okay, you let go or I'm going to let go. Who's One of us has got to let go. And uh, so that was a little harder to coordinate. But it is just so fun. There's only, there's the grab button. There's a smack, like a smack something button. Yeah. <laughs> and then... That it, again, it just top down looks a little like overcooked. You get into these situations where it'll be a house with a giant, giant pool in it that you can't cross unless you go around the entire house, or you could just have one person toss something and on the other side, the second player catch it. Yep, and it's it's that simple. So it's like we spent 
the first half of that moving out mission just hooking things back and forth. And that was super fun. It was, it's super fun. And the character design's fun. There's little mini like conversations between each story where it's like, oh, yeah. You know, boss says that uh, we should be extra careful in this house. Nah, just kidding. They paid for the insurance. Let's wreck the place. <laughs> well, and they even do the same thing as like a stretchers does where there's a lot of sort of physical gags going on too throughout all of it. So you you pick up an appliance and start walking away from the wall where it was sitting at. Well, suddenly a black cord shows up and it, it's sort of acting like a, a, a instrument strain, like it's being tugged at until it pops off and smacks back at you and... Uh, the whole smacking routine, like you can smack your partner and then they get stunned for a few minutes. So it cr- creates this really like Looney Tunes zany dynamic where you're you're getting distracted trying to get in a slap fight instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I, I, I will s- still assert that I feel like this is more forgiving than an overcut because every time we've played overcut, I have felt like I'm one mistake away from making everything tumble to the ground where... I never felt that stressed out on this one. That's true. You know, I, I will give it that. It was The difficulty level and the stress level is much lower. Yeah, there, but, there's just a level of coordination and cooperation you need to have an overcooked that I don't think exists, at least at least in the first hour or so that Kelly and I played. Yeah, and uh, we played, I think, two hours. And the second hour, we had Steve playing with us to make it a three- person team and that it's it's funnier because that adds to the chaos and makes it crazier but also it did give a little bit more room for options and comedy so you would see beth and steve go off and do wherever you would need two hands like any couches or fridges where you would need two people they'd be doing that and I would go to the completely other side of the house and take everything that was a one-person thing and just literally throw it all out on the lawn. And so you see, if you're watching it from like an outside perspective, you're just seeing things just getting hucked out of a window while two people are stumbling across, across down some stairs with a giant sofa. <laughs> so it all just was like real chaotic. And then I would go outside, pick up everything off the lawn, and put it in the truck. And and then, like, you know, one person, like, hey, grab a hand with this. And, you know, again, then Beth is throwing stuff from the lawn into the truck. It's just, it's all back and forth, and it's all very kooky and fun. And they add so many variations where, like, one house has just ski slopes, uh, hills in front of it. So you can just slide down the ski slope with, the, with like, you know, a chair or something like that. Oh, yeah, those are fun. Those are a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then, you know, the music is kind of kooky, and they have bonus objectives where... You know, in the first house, there is a turtle chasing you around, <laughs> bugging you. Yeah. And if you if you throw it in the truck, that gives you a bonus uh, objective. Or the ski slope one, there's one a bonus objective of not using the ski slopes. But then the reverse objective, don't use the stairs. Mm-hmm. So the game does give you options and ways that you can play the same level and give you a replayability. You're like, oh, okay, I want to go for this one this time. Yeah, those optional objectives and store attack type game structures only work when the core game is really good. And fortunately, in this case, the core game is that fun. So, like, I could see myself if I had Kelly bolster up her patience a little bit (laughs) before we start, like, uh, see us go through a few rounds and and see where we can hit the high score and hit those 
alternate objectives. So do you need to get that high score and those bonus objectives to progress the game, Joel? I never reached a point where I was dated off based off of that. Okay. That doesn't mean they don't exist later on, and I can we can talk to that later in a future episode, because I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to play through this, but... Uh, I hadn't experienced it yet, but I know you mean some games like they'll be like you need X amount of gold ratings on levels before we unlock the next set of levels, right? Yep. Yeah, I didn't experience anything yet. And I, I, we we were doing two hours, and we were at a point that we were going to unlock the next part of town, and had still not received that to hit that point. So I'm going to say that it doesn't necessarily gate you, at least not for a while, but. Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun, and it's got kind of an not not exactly an overcooked map because it's got a town map, but you're still just like driving a truck around and going to the next quest they give you. It's like, oh, I got to go to this house and do the next quest. So, uh, I think that this is a fantastic puzzle game, a fantastic party game, and I think that again we're probably going to play more of this. Uh, and I think you know Joel and Kelly are going to be playing more of this. This will most definitely be something that does if if things go back to normal. Part of extra life, <laughs> yeah. In the after times, <laughs> the after times. Oh, yeah. Stretchers, I felt like was a little bit more. It was harder to control for me, and this one I felt natu- more natural. It was harder for me to control stretchers because I was already up for like thirty hours at that point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I've drank so much coffee. You're gonna like you're gonna like fry from uh, Futurama after he <laughs> drank all the coffee. He's just yeah. shaking there. Yeah, I I, I think uh, I think the difference between this and Stretchers, other than the obvious, is that I think the Stretchers is even more forgiving than moving out. Like no part of Stretchers, I felt you're supposed to take seriously as a I really want to ace this stretcher section. It is just meant to be a loose and easy. Uh, multiplayer game yep and i've already suggested moving out for my my brother and uh, his kids so i'm kind of waiting to hear how that hits because i I, like as a younger group i'm kind of curious how it plays for their for them you know have you tried giving this to the kids joel not yet uh i think joseph might be ready for it i don't think my younger one james is though he's he's not quite there where i think he could be cooperative in that way which would be pretty funny though he just starts smacking people around yeah oh he'd he'd probably be a diddling fit you know playing (laughs) it but yeah yeah so uh that was moving out i do want to say a big thank you to team 17 a uh pr group who we've worked with to discuss the game with quite a bit and uh gave us codes so thank you very much for that now this one uh, is more on the side for uh, Mr. Getty Gettinger over here. Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost On. It's a mouthful. That, that's a name. That sure is some words. That's an <laughs> yes, anime yes. game name, if there ever were one. What is it? There was a ba- game there was an game? online beta test, <laughs> and I missed this one. So uh, I, I don't know what happened. Are you kidding? This is the like one of the few betas that we got into for, what is it? Bandai that hasn't yeah, been Bandai like Nico. an obscene hour of the night and uh, limited to like a two hour window. <laughs> and and what did you think? Tell tell us about Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. So 
What do you think that this game is? Because obviously, if I start talking right now, you're going to make me stop working. Uh, it's an anime <laughs> arena fighter. No, is this a mobile game? It is not a mobile it's game. A, oh, it's on PS4. Okay, then it is a. Oh, anime arena fighter is a really good answer. <laughs> it is a really good answer. Can you outdo that, it? Hmm. Hmm. I think visual novel. I think it is a life simulator where you go around picking up metal scraps and Gundam swords and booster packs to assemble your very own Gundam, and then you go to other Gundam towns to trade <laughs> Gundam fruit. You're just adding Gundam <laughs> to every. I would play this game, whatever yeah. Joel just described. <laughs> Animal Crossing. It was Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Oh, then maybe I'll still play it. I don't know. Uh, so Alex is uh, he's he's uh, pretty on the nose there. It's an arena fighter, but it's it is a two v two, or at least what I played was two v two. So it's you and another person build a squad with Gundams to face off against the other squad of people who have also selected Gundams. And uh, each Gundam has a different point value. So your overall allocation of points, I believe it was seven. So if you have this allocation of seven, I think it's actually 7,000 because the Gundams were like 3,000, 2,000, 1,000. Once you run out of your points then your team loses. So there is some advantage to selecting the higher cost Gundams. If you're good, if you're bad, um, then you die right away, and your teammate dies right away, and then you're out. How quickly did that happen to you? I probably played 10 or so matches, and more often than not, uh, because there was no tutorial whatsoever going into it. There wasn't even like a, hey, do you want to go through a tutorial? No, nothing. <laughs> um, so what I experienced was the first three or four matches, I had no idea what was going on because I was just selecting like, oh, I like this Gundam. And then after a while, I was like, oh, well, if I want to play as this Gundam, then I have to get a lot better because it's not really conducive to us making it more than a minute, two minutes into the match before I go down. And then, of course, your partner. I think this game would definitely benefit if I had had another person that I was familiar with playing with me, uh, just mm. so that I could coordinate better or even figure out, like, hey, please don't select the most expensive Gundam. <laughs> yeah, because there were quite a few times where I was like, all right, I'm starting to get good with this, like, 1,000-point or 2,000-point Gundam, even though it's not, like, my favorite one ever, uh, but I'm still going to try it, do pretty well, and then, lo and behold, the other guy dies twice, and then we're pretty much out the second that I die. So so basically, your partner got, like, the, the Prime State Gundam, and you got, like, the, the Boca Burger Gundam, and I you actually to with that. did really well with the the ones that were not as fancy mm -hmm. just because everybody else was going for the the prime yeah the prime cut as as we're actually turning this into a terrible analogy but <laughs> just to add to this i have not eaten dinner yet 
I thought so you just ate a whole fantastic. pizza. No, that was like two days ago. Two days he, ago. He, no, he ate two whole pizzas, and he's been munching on sausage and cheese and crackers since before we started. Do we need to dig into this? Is Beth allowed to know about that? Does Beth listen to the podcast? No. She does not, but she also is fully aware of my double pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah? Did Continue you send pictures? With your, your double pizza life. <laughs> so, uh, some of the things that I enjoyed. The selection of Gundams was very diverse. It was spanning pretty much everything. Yeah. Pretty mm. much everything that I'm aware of, and even some different series that I had no idea. I was like, I've never seen this Gundam before. It looks kind of cool, but I ended up having to use some of the the weaker ones. Uh, see, I don't want to launch into a huge explanation of how the whole Gundam mobile suit thing works. However, <laughs> I totally am. And here's in, how he's going. Yeah. In each of the series, there's usually, like, regular mobile suits, and then there's the Gundam, which is, like, the higher quality of mobile suit, which is made with special alloys, and usually there's something really cool or kitschy about it that makes it a new type, uh, but the uh, the main draw is just that I could play anything that I wanted like if I wanted to play stuff for I don't know if you guys have if you know any of the series but uh just to name a few they had Iron-Blooded Orphans they had the G Gundam which is like the Battle Royale version Okay, I've seen that one. Yeah. I've seen Gundam Wing. Wing. They had uh some but not all of the Gundams from that. Uh-huh. There was one there was a short series called like 08 MS Team or something like that. It might have been there. If it was, it was probably just a couple of... The, that was the one with the like squad that was trying to get home, if I remember? Yeah, it was kind of like... I mean, I'm guessing most of them are, are a horrors of war story, but that one felt more explicitly like that, where like the the G Gundam one you mentioned, that, that was almost kind of like... Kind of like a Dragon Ball Z tournament kind of thing. Yeah, but the where, whole thing where, was a tournament, so... Yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, even Wing, so if... And I was actually surprised by some of the Gundams that they had in there. Like, I had never thought that you would be able to play as Heavy Arms, which is explicitly, like, a ranged Gundam. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, he was in there. Nice. So, I I mean, there was a huge diversity. Uh, I did not enjoy the limited to zero (laughs) tutorial. So just getting, like, dropped into a match and being like, I have no idea what's going on. Sure. So, because I guess I could say that as you start, as you're waiting for a match, it does give you like a brief over. It's like here, here's a sparring partner, and it's just a bot, and you can go up and you can like pummel the bot to, I guess, get to know the controls a little bit. But it was never enough time because I was in there during prime, prime Gundaming. So there was a lot of people like ready to go. I didn't wait more than ten seconds for a match. So it uh, was very humbling that I did so poorly, but at the same time exciting that I was able to play as some really cool Gundams. I don't know if I'm going to run out to pick this up right away, but I really would enjoy 
it if it had like a story mode, and I feel like that's not going to happen. So, is you this... think it's just going to be just like multiplayer only? It seems like it. Or even if it does, I don't know how intelligent the AI would be. Because I didn't get to try any of the AI. Is this something you feel like you would go out of your way to play? I might, just because of the diversity of Gundams that you can select from. Okay. Like, I was really just surprised, but I thought it was going to be like some of the other beta tests that we've done, where it's like, (laughs) oh, here's just like three characters that you can pick from. Right. No, it was, I want to say there were at least 30 to 40 Gundams that you could select in this demo. This uh, this whole test. Yeah. This whole conversation just makes me want to go check out a Gundam series. I've tried. I've tried. I like anime. I cannot get through episode two of any of them. I, I remember really. liking Wayne a lot when I was a young teenager. It was on like Toonami and stuff. I I think I think the couple I've tried have all been just so political. They are. Most of them are. Yeah. The one that's not political, or it is, it still kind of is, is the G Gundam. Because there's a little See, bit of it, politics to that, but mostly it's just, I am the Neo-Japan fighter, and I am here to kick your ass. <laughs> and then the other guy's Maybe like... that's where I should start, because it was legitimately just like people yelling at each other yeah, for like it, half yeah. an hour. It, it, it's almost pro wrestling with the kind of bombast that uh, series does with <laughs> With each character. Like, all of them have their crazy flares and uh, quirks and stuff. Almost like a punch-out character with, like, how over-the-top outrageous their stereotyping is sometimes. See, I'm still okay with that, but I'm not getting that. What I'm getting is, you broke the international treaty. And it's like, well, we should probably... Our country is probably now bad, but it's like, come on, man. That's what I hmm. like about the series, though, is that it takes... it's It's more political like that. It's not always... Like, the kids that are in the series, like, always somehow get caught up with the the Gundams, and they, they are the only pilot that can use it. But right. it's always like, yeah, we have this special model, and it's going to change the war in our favor. And it's like, oh, well, I hope nobody that's not supposed to get into that suit gets up. Yep. <laughs> this kid just found yeah. it. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but Gundam Wayne, I remember it being kind of like... Sometimes it would be kind of teen melodrama, and then other times it would be that kind of in-the-weeds, like, uh, chatter about uh, the war front and, and introducing new armors and stuff like that. That would change the tide of battle and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, and I, I, I think I tried one last month, and it just, yeah, I just, my eyes started rolling back. And I don't need them always to be action I like a good noir tale. I like uh, some good uh, adventure story, but that it's like watching Star Wars Episode One. I don't need forty-five minutes on a Senate hearing. Don't you? Sorry, get it. It sets it up. <laughs> now, even I, even I'm not a giant fan of Episode One, but there are some redeeming qualities to it. Uh, but you, that's that's my synopsis there. Uh, yes, I would play this game. I don't know. If I am going to run out, I, I feel like I'm not going to run out to get it unless I can get a deal on it. Just uh, just going to keep my eyes open. Maybe by Christmas time, it'll have taken a plunge in price. Okay. Okay. So, Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on 
Getty uh, gives a resounding thumbs up. Yeah, a resounding maybe. If you're a fan <laughs> of the series, any of the series, and you have like favorite Gundams, yes. I don't know what the gameplay is going to entail at this point. If it's all multiplayer, then I'm probably not going to play it at all. Perfect. And um, I blacked out for a good chunk of that conversation. Oh, welcome to my world. So I know even less about Gundams than when I started. <laughs> How much do you know about stuffed crust pizza? I am an expert. Let's take a break. I'm going to go microwave some. citizen's arrest because that that booty is a lethal weapon getty this is ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) that booty is a lethal weapon i like that that's pretty good Mm -hmm. okay news news this week first piece of news eShop services will be ending in selected regions for 3ds and wii u oh no those services sucked i mean i'm sorry joel (sighs) r.i.p No, they sucked. Um, well, three DS sucked in, in retrospect. Like I, uh, the last time I touched that was to get Shin Megami Tensei four for ten bucks. About, uh, I guess it was three month, two, three months. I've lost track of time. Uh, <laughs> but the before times, uh, and it was miserable. Like it, Nintendo always had this history of doing cutesy stuff with the way they handled downloads or transfers. And on the three DS, it's like you make your purchase. And then they show you an icon with the little box with the icon of the thing you bought. And it just shows, like, little crane things dropping little, like, circular ball things on top of it as if it's filling a jar. And then it makes you sit and wait there until the whole download is done. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, granted, we're talking about antiquated technology, so it's probably not fair to judge it based off of today's efficiencies. But... Uh, not surprising, you know, also the reminder of, like, why it's hard to suggest going all in on digital stuff when you know that the storefronts are going to burn out at some point, just because it, it's not sustainable from a business standpoint. Weirdly enough, I'm kind of surprised they supported Wii U this long, just because of how few people actually own it, but I guess I will be checking to see which games I feel are worth salvaging on their eShops. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about re- uh, about buying uh, Link Between Worlds because I lost my physical copy. And uh, I used it la- three weeks ago to get both Persona Labyrinth games, and I probably will never play them. Really? I That's played the first one. Sale. Was it good? It's pretty good. Uh, the uh, I think I told you about it before. The- well, I mean, I know what a... I know what those kinds of games are. Yeah, but you have to utilize the map. Like, you have to draw a map on the screen with your 3DS so that you know the path that you take. Hmm. Like, you don't have a map otherwise, which is a huge pain. Okay. I'm into that. So, 3DS and Wii U, we hardly knew ye. Moving yeah, on. You definitely hardly knew you. I never knew Wii U. <laughs> I, so. 
I had the Wii U for two months when I borrowed when Joel like I borrowed it from Joel and then mailed it back to him. <laughs> Wii U was no friend of mine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna skip a piece of news. Here. I'm gonna throw this up front just because it uh, because it'll flow a little bit better. Rumor, well, officially Xbox next gen announcement will be May seventh. Rumor the PS5 announcement to be early June. Uh, along with that, Last of Us and Ghost of Shishima. I don't think that's how you say that word. Nope. Uh, release dates. Uh, I uh, they they came out. I believe it's uh, Last of Us. What in July? I thought, I thought they, they said June. June. June for June? both yeah. of them, right? Oh, okay, June for both of them. Okay, so that's very exciting news. Uh, the Xbox One was just officially uh, confirmed uh, today, I believe, for May seventh. But uh, it was rumored that it was supposed to be May 7th, so the same rumor also brought PS5 to the first week of June. I am excited. I will not be... I have, I've since rescinded my my commitment to be buying it day one, uh, only because with the new world, I question how long it will be before good games get to it. <laughs> the new world. Uh, wait, what? which one are you questioning about day it release? He's oh, talking about uh, buying the PS5 right away. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I was a dedicated saying I was going to get it. Yeah. And now I'm saying is that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let's wait until you actually see the full announcement before uh, FOMO kicks in and you're lining up with people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a deal. yeah. So they can or sneeze I can just nick somebody and offer up. <laughs> get that offer up garbage out of here, Alex. <laughs> get a PS5 that smells like weed, like I did with my Switch. I'm going to neg somebody down. <laughs> Hey, I got that switch super dirt cheap. It smelled like weed. And, <laughs> and, and how many things were broken with it? <laughs> Just a headphone jack. Just the headphone, the headphone jack. jack. There was weed in there. <laughs> Maybe. I didn't open it up to find out. All right, next piece of news. Uh, new Assassin's Creed is Vikings. It is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I lost interest when they killed Desmond. They did him dirty. Spoilers. Anybody else? Who, you excited about it? Who? You. Why? Are you excited about uh, Assassin's Creed? I haven't played any Assassin's Creed since the first one. <laughs> really? You only played the first I one? I only played the first one, and I didn't even finish the first one, because I was like, this is work. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't play games to do work. Yeah, Assassin's Creed as a series, I feel, is more fun in my head than it is in reality. Like In, in practice, it always feels like a, a bit of tedium having to try to sneak around, and then also uh, the parkour never felt good to me. Like, it, it never... I, it's the same problem as Gears of War. Like, you always feel like you're sticking or jumping to places you didn't intend to. Nah, see, I like the first... One, two, three, four... Four, and then I liked the pirate one. Black Flag? Black Flag yeah, is like the one Black that Flag. made me curious at all, just because of the pirate stuff, but... Then I'd have to play Assassin's Creed, so I'll, I'll pass. Well, that you don't. That's what I'm saying. You so they had a real world. They had a real world story with a character named Desmond going into his ancestors' memories and playing them out. They have since murdered him, and now there is no real world story. They just have random person going into history. So there is no through line or real world uh, story that connects them. So, you could jump in at any game, Joel. 
Yeah, but that would still require me to play an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> I actually, I've got Origins here, and I played about an hour of it. It, I think it I'm does, close. It to doesn't being, feel like the old stuff. I'm close to being to the point where I think I have to have a very specific kind of open world game for me to be invested in it. And but it's mostly superhero stuff. So like the stuff I had fun with was Infamous, Spider Man, uh, Gravity Rush, like the kind of things where you feel like you can really zoom through the world and be really creative in how you approach stuff is where I had fun. Okay. But you got to admit that that doesn't feel like the older ones anymore. They really changed up how those games are played. No, I agree with you. They they do feel different. It's just uh, the new normal. I'm not sure if it's something that would grab me either. So I'm happy for people who like the series. I'm just not one of them. Okay. Direct, now the next piece of news. Uh, let's close out. Let's go with. Let's do the negative one first. No Nintendo Directs coming in May due to working from home. That's what you think, Joel. Did, did you cry? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask if I was on suicide watch. Um, <laughs> Stealth drop. Uh, no. Stealth drop. <laughs> I have. I have never been the person who has been like pining for a new Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might partially be because I've got a bit enough backlog where I don't really i'm not hurting for stuff also the reason why i haven't gotten final fantasy 7 yet is because i've got plenty to play right now yep and i i feel like the indies kind of scratched my itch right now like we were talking earlier i i got streets of rage 4 in the bailiwick right now waiting for me uh i've got a couple of indies on my switch that i'm ready to dip into and moving out it's like what i don't know where i'm to find the time for whatever they would announce anyway. So I'm okay with them waiting. And just like everybody else in the world, it sounds like the video game industry beyond even the hardware is going to be impacted. So uh, 2020 is the year of the backlog. Also, Getty, for that episode where we were supposed to talk about Sonic and then we just kept putting it off that we forgot about it, Sonic is at Redbox. Redbox exists? So I'm probably going to go rent it uh, sometime this week. And then I will be able to oh, talk the about movie. Sonic finally. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let yeah. me know how that goes. Will do. Now, on the, just to end out news on a positive note, uh, Bethesda of Fallout and Elder Scrolls fame is donating $1 million to help fight the COVID virus. So that's a that's good on them. Uh, and it's it's good use good use it's something that people need we need more resources like that and it's nice of them to put forth their own so that was news and news i am so sorry i didn't know you are self-conscious about your booty let's take a break We're back, back with the backlog blog. We play games that we bought based on the fact that they have a dog in them. That's me. That's Getty. <laughs> That's Getty. for sure. Uh, 
Since we brought up the dog, Getty, you played Milo's Quest. Yeah, I did. Tell me about Milo's Quest. I almost bought it because you said, hey, I'm going to play Milo's Quest, and I was like, I should probably play Milo's Quest. Well, you know how, after all these years, we're still trying to introduce you to what the meaning of the word Zelda-like is? Oh, please don't. (laughs) I know exactly what a Zelda-like is, you son of a... (laughs) Well, that's Milo's Quest, Uh, but it's more original Zelda, so 2D, very cute dog running around collecting bones, uh, trying to defeat this ghost that has broken free when he picked up a bone. Yep, that's that's okay. the premise for the game. Milo's just hanging out in the park. He picks up a bone, and it releases this evil spirit. And now he's going around the map trying to defeat other ghosts and put the evil evil one back in... I, I don't know. Just trying to get rid of him, I guess. You, you know what they say. You, you give a dog a bone, you feed him for a day. You teach a dog to bone... <laughs> Nick, Nick, you need to call Bob Barker. <laughs> so, <laughs> this game is is very cute. It's it's that Zelda like game that I didn't even know what to expect. I saw the picture and I was like, I need this game, and it was only a couple of dollars. <laughs> so I do not hey, regret this purchase. It, it it looks pretty precious, like the the uh, yeah, it's it's top down Zelda looking, uh, simple pixel art but it's very colorful and cute and varied some nice pastel colors and spots yeah i i did it yeah so that's i mean the the gameplay is very simplistic milo can he can uh run and attack and that's pretty much it uh, there's some additional features where you're able to look further across the map but really what it is is solving puzzles and just trying to make it to the end because there is no map button you can't go back or you you need to know your surroundings so as you get further into the game the levels get more complicated and you have to collect keys to unlock more areas as you progress but it does help you out in the aspect that uh, when you start out you have very limited amount of health and you can only rush or run at your enemies for i want to say it's it's like two or three times and then as you progress you can purchase different items and upgrades at the store by spending your bones so milo he's he's a good boy he might be the best boy right now <laughs> uh how long did you, how long was oh it, it was not long at all i want to say i powered through it in four or five hours and that was me trying to get 100% complete. Okay. I think if you really just wanted to hang out and chill with it, without as much uh, commitment as I did, it would be it in like two hours. I know I still got Cat Quest 1 and 2. Oh, I'm so... I still mm. haven't gotten to, around to playing Cat Quest 2. Is that I'm multiplayer? I think it is. Hmm. I think that they Ooh. added a second character hmm. so that you can one person plays as a cat and one person plays as a dog. Joel, look into it. Maybe you can do 2D Tuesdays with Cat Quest. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look into that. 
I would say I'd check, but then I'd probably end up buying it. <laughs> Honestly, like this last week has been it's been a battle. I finally caved and got the XCOM game that came out. Nice. And you get gears on Yeah, game Alex pass. texting at like nine o'clock at night, like, bro, bro, gears on Game Pass. Tactics. Yep. Yep. I already downloaded you, it. So. Yep, so now you have double tactics games. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna hold up on my computer. I still need to upgrade the graphics card. I'm really, really in need of doing that. Thank goodness Milo's Quest was on Switch and very cheap, so anybody that wants a couple of hours of entertainment with a cute little dog, this is your stop. Get it. Right now. (laughs) Noted. Milo's Quest. And the game time will make it so that I can beat that relatively quickly. Knock it off my list. Uh, Next game next game that we brought to the table. Joel, you've been playing Super Mario 3D World. Speaking of Wii U. <laughs> I am just so happy you're playing this game because I just, I, 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 I borrowed your Wii U and then mailed it back to you just so I could play this game. Yep. Did you play yep. it? It's delightful. Oh, you did? Okay. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Super Mario 3D World for all of you who did not have a Wii U, uh, it was like the flagship Mario game for that system, uh, flagship 3D Mario game. And so it is essentially a multiplayer 3D Mario game. It is starting out, you select between the four different characters of Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad. So it kind of evokes that Super Mario 2 feel. Where, like, uh, from the menu screen, you select your character. And each of them actually does have a little bit of an ability. So, like, uh, like Mario 2, Luigi has a bit of a float. Uh, and Princess Peach, you know, does the sort of suspension in air. And I think Toad might run a little fast. But it, it is this just surprising for Mario game. Super charming. Pretty delightful. Uh and the reason why we got into it is that with our current circumstances and having a almost six-year-old and an eight-year-old at home, uh, I have found that they have started really burning through the video games. Uh, typically, my wife and I do not try to let them play too much, uh, try to limit the screen time, but that's sort of all out the window as she and I are both trying to work from home while they're being taught by us <laughs> right now uh, because at their age it's not like they can really self-teach or self-study they, they need some guidance and uh, they're still administering lessons through their teachers so uh, through all that they've ended up getting a lot of gaming time and my son who is probably about as obsessed with Animal Crossing as I am uh, has taken a break from that and his preferred games of Roblox and started betting to play this. And it is it r- works really well for a six, seven, eight-year-old to play along with it. It's The levels themselves aren't as focused as some of these kind of games have been. So, like, you think about Super Mario World, or, sorry, Mario 64, and those levels, they felt huge at the time, but they are kind of narrow in spots and very directed about where you're supposed to be going, right? Uh, 
This one, the levels are a lot more open and expansive, and, and I'm guessing it's because they're trying to account for four people playing at once, but it, it allows for a very forgiving environment to be able to play around in a Mario space. And they've got the same kind of moves that you expect in a Mario with the like the backwards jump or the three jumps in a row, and they'll sort of jump higher each time with the flips or the the butt stomp <laughs> if you jump in the air and hit the trigger button. And so if you're familiar with Mario, most of the basic 3D traps are there. They don't feel quite as precise as they do in, say, Mario 64, uh, where mm-hmm. you had a very clear, like, okay, if I snap back the stick at this time and hit jump, he's going to flip or something like that. Uh, or Mario Odyssey even, I think, has a little bit more precision in the movement and jumping around. But Yes, that, I, I would say so. But that game kind of mandates it too, right? Like Mario Odyssey, there are spots where you, you're supposed to be precise, even though that's like a collect-a-thon kind of thing. Whereas this, it is really just about exploration of the environment with the people you're playing with as well as just kind of taking things at your own pace and finding new surprises as you're exploring around and just enjoying the simple fun of it the, yeah the levels almost look like little mini dioramas yeah 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 and then the the aspect that i i always loved was that if you make it first to the end you got a crown in the next level, and people could knock it off your head and try to steal it from bonus points. Yes. <laughs> so it becomes a free-for-all fun competition where you're just smacking each other around, trying to like get to the flag as soon as possible in any way possible, because they have the flag in the middle of, say, like a hill, but there's like stairs on the left, but a, you know, a ramp on the right, and an elevator on in the middle. And you can choose each way. Each way has different enemies and different stuff there. And but it's about making it to the end first, and uh, it leads to a lot of hilarity. And oh yeah, there's a the new power up is a cat suit. So if you're wearing a cat suit and you get to the goal, you can just run straight to it and jump it, and your your character will like a cat scurry up to the top of the pole and go straight to the top. <laughs> well, that and also they can climb up walls. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's sort of. That's probably like most Mario games. The new power ups is part of the biggest charm and the cat suit adds a verticality to your exploration that you wouldn't consider until you're introduced to it kind of like in the same way where in mario world where you get the uh the tape for the first time and that kind of just opens up the possibilities of what you can reach and what you might be able to find or search for and it does create situations where the level is so open and expansive that you start searching every area where you feel like you can crawl up and it sometimes just leads to you either crawling down or crawling so far to the space that you die. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but besides that, like, it, it is a charming power-up. You got the climb. Uh, as you go faster, because if you're holding down the run button, eventually you'll start running fast as anybody. But if you're playing as a cat, you'll sort of be doing like a, uh, a, a jaunt, like a... Uh, trying to think of the right word for it, but uh, it, it looks very cat-like. They they did the look down really well for that too, and I mean even even visually, this thing holds up pretty well. Like part of it is that again they're going with very basic, simple uh, colors, uh, bold colors, 
the only place where I already saw it dated was that the backgrounds. So, like, if you look out past the horizon, it very much just looks like stock, <laughs> like, a repeated backdrop of, like, clouds that are pixelated and stuff that kind of clashes with the, the foreground a little bit too much. But uh, oh, yeah. re- really, besides that, I, I think it's held up pretty well, all things considered. And uh, there's just each level has enough little surprises or callbacks to stuff from Mario's history uh, where you can really tell the people who made this game have a love for the series. Now, I think Odyssey really kind of went the whole 10 yards with that kind of train of thought and really bent conventions in a way that was super clever. But uh, for something that followed up Super Mario 3D Land, the uh, 3DS version of this game, uh, I think it it threads the needle pretty well between uh, that, which was really challenging, while also trying to make it approachable enough for, like, a family to play. All right, and I played 3D Land on on 3DS. It does lose; it, it's still fantastic, but it does lose some of that excitement and novelty when there is only you playing. I, I agree, but also those levels are a little tighter in focus, and they are more challenge focused too. So, like it's it's still that same Mario gameplay, but it is definitely trying to reach the people who want to get through a tough as nails set of levels and that was super mario 3d world uh one can only hope it comes to switch keep hoping rumor has it it might yeah (laughs) yeah all right let's take uh one more break before sliding into the bonus segment with our bonus segment chiptunes which anytime we've that i have brought music into a segment i'm just calling chiptunes now i'm retroactively throwing chiptunes into everything we've had four episodes with chiptunes as a segment fair no it's because he doesn't want to come up with more names because he's bad at it i am <laughs> you, you, real bad you name shamed him <laughs> it's not shame he knows well, it i know it it's true it's true with all the animal crossing going on in my home and the dewitt's household yep one phenomena I've enjoyed is the K.K. Slider cover songs, album covers, remixes of his music, all of it, all the K.K. fame. I kind of love it. And in this case, I would just like to discuss a little bit some of our either favorite covers, favorite album covers, or just some music of K.K. in general. Getty, we were on break and you had one very, <laughs> very specific question. What was that question now? Uh, what is a K.K. Slider? Joel? KK Slider is the Animal Crossing World's uh, premier musician. He, he is a white puppy dog, and he shows up in your town. And uh, actually, in New Leaf, I believe one of the characters owned the nightclub, and he'll, he would show up every so often. And you could go into the nightclub when he was there and just sit down and listen to him play songs. 
And what quality and you of songs also, were these? Are they they just like the eight bit? They're, they're not. They're they're not covers of anything. So it basically, like he would be strumming a guitar, and all these Animal Crossing characters have their own language. That's kind of just like uh, gibberish for the most part, and, and so he would be playing an instrument and then playing one of his songs, which would just basically be kind of a, a fairly straightforward melody that uh, I'm not sure if it's really aping off of anything, but there's various different tracks for KT Slider in the games, and it would be him singing the melody in that uh, gibberish. Yeah, but is it... What what kind of quality of music is it? I mean, it, it, eight bitish okay. is probably fair. Like it, it's very simple melodies. It's not like uh, a full band or anything. It's not like there are, or if there are lyrics, it's not that he sings them. It's that he's being dubbed with the English lyrics. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's about the approximate range. Okay, so. It- so for Alex to bring this up and say, like, cover songs, it's just somebody taking, like, a song, changing it to 8-bit, and then adding his his goofy singing? Or, I don't know if it's goofy, but I guess I, I have to it's, go and... It's silly. It is? It's silly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it... I, I would like say that's fair. Dog that's sounding? Fair, is it like... Arf, 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 arf. No. Okay. Not, not like arf, arf, arf. It's more like... <laughs> kind of sounds all right so but, i can uh, see how yeah. this could be a phenomenon yes yep it, it's just as garbled it's just garbled enough but yet sounding approximately like the things they're saying he's saying to where it <laughs> it's this weird middle ground where like there will be some words they'll say where it's explicitly them saying the word but then the rest of the sentence will just be gibberish now, he's a good boy, but he's also Mr. Steal Your Girl. He shows up at those coffee shops, he plays a song, all the girls love him, and then he leaves. So he plays at Starbucks? Kind of. Would I also find him at a Potbelly's? <laughs> no, might be a little no but maybe his album. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you'd find his album at a Starbucks. And it'd be like Songs of the Key of KK. Speaking of... Uh, people have taken normal, very popular, very famous album covers and added their own KK twist. Uh, my favorite I saw was Motion City Soundtrack, Commit This to Memory, uh, as a very funny with KK on it. Uh, Getty, you found one with Rob Zombie. Yeah, somebody threw him on the cover of... So I had to look up what who KK Slider was, and this cover with him is Rob Zombie it still looks like him, even though he's got, like, the the dreads with the different colored, <laughs> uh, I don't even know, like, fabric or yarn in it, in that iconic album that came out when we were in high school, so. Then, uh, I also saw, I thought you would have liked uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge from My Chemical Romance with KK on it. thought that was pretty good. Uh, Joel... You, we and you were talking about this uh, uh, and linking some of our favorites from Twitter. Yeah. What were some of your favorites? Uh, they have a great one that is a riff off of Gorilla's Demon Days. Ooh. And it is okay. uh, Tom Nook, K.K. Slider, Isabel, and uh, Blathers, the owl that takes all the stuff for the museum. And it's just, they, they riffed off of like the look, expression that the uh, Gorilla's characters had on the album and everything. It looks great. 
the other one that I really loved was uh, somebody did a rendition of Radiohead's The Bends with K.K. Slater in it. Yep. And it is just it's spectacular. Just like if you if you have any familiarity with both that album and what KT Slider looks like, it it's great. And and Daddy, I'm I'm sending that one to you in the Google Hangouts too. Okay, but you just said that there's an uh, owl that takes stuff for the museum. Like, yeah, yeah, there's he's, the, he's, he's the curator of the museum. Do you give him he, stuff or he just takes stuff from you? You offer stuff to him. So like part of the game is going out, going fishing digging up the ground for fossils, uh, bud catching, and then you go to him, and if it's a new species that he has not received yet, uh, he'd ask you to consider donating it to him to curate his museum and, and fill it with all those things. Do, do I want to do that? I mean, if you want to be a good Samaritan and a good steward of your island, sure. Also, it's the same thing as, what, do you want to rebuild the... The community center in in uh, Stardew Valley. That's not an yeah, actual pretty... question. You want to <laughs> uh, now, Getty? Just to ruin everything that we've built up as KK Slider being this cute, fun thing, and all of these album covers oh, uh, linked in our Google Hangouts <laughs> is uh, the Nicki Minaj album cover of Anaconda. No Did you just send it? It is in there. <laughs> what so is sorry. this? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so so sorry. It's so bad. Now, there are a couple of good variations on people taking KK and making uh, taking him, making him sing popular songs. I first heard this with Travis Scott. Uh, Travis Scott, week two, we are discussing him from his concert in Fortnite to now, him his version of Sicko Mode, sung by KK Slider, and it is fantastic. Uh, Joel, have you heard any good covers? Uh, truth be told, no. I. I... I haven't really dove deep into that. And, and, I mean, the covers are a neat, fun idea, but I, I kind of liked the fact that they go out of their way to try to come up with their own unique uh, uh, songs like in, in the game. So, like, Daddy, one of the things you can purchase in-game are albums of KT Sliders, and, and each album would just be one track. It'll be, like, a single. But if you have a radio in your house you can turn on your radio and select that song and it'll play it on your radio. So it's like... Is that how you do that? We haven't figured out how to do that. Uh, it was a new leaf. I have not gotten far enough to get a KT Slider song in oh, New Horizons. And since since I have to restart my island now, <laughs> it'll be a while Wait, yet. Wait, what happened to your island? So, uh, Nintendo's a bastard. Okay. And what happened is that uh, through all of this trouble as sort of a, like, this has been a tough semester and we want to reward you kids being good, we got them a Switch of their own. Uh, so they wouldn't have to share with everybody. And part of that was me telling them, hey, now you two can have your own island and share it, and I can have my own island, and then we can visit each other. Uh, I found out that even though you can transfer your Nintendo ID to a new Switch... The Animal Crossing save does not transfer. I thought that so, they had mentioned something like that. Or we had did we not talk about that? We probably did, and it probably didn't cross my mind because I didn't think it would be a problem for me. Yeah, it seemed like really I knew that was really mean yeah. for them to do that. Like, well, more or less, it feels like they're trying to bleed another copy of the game out yeah. of you. Like that—that's the real problem. I swear we and, talked about that. 
We, pro- we, we probably did, and I probably brushed it off like an idiot because I didn't think it was going to affect me. And <laughs> it's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but like, uh, so I, I spent all of today, this afternoon, after I got off work, just having the two switches up, taking my character from the old game, traveling to the new town with uh, like as much stuff as he could carry in tow. <laughs> Dropping it off at the house of the new house, going back, grabbing all the flowers, uprooting them, planting them. Wow, you can't even let go. You're not starting over from scratch. You're like, no, I refuse to start from scratch. It's it's not. It's not completely moving. Look, I am fast tracking the early parts of this a little (laughs) bit, but it is still starting over in in plenty of ways (laughs) where I still feel like I'm losing something in the process, and like I, I. and also, weirdly, like, it's kind of sad <laughs> that this is all happening. It's filling me with, like, a great, like, disappointment that I put all this energy into this one island. <laughs> and it's going to be just nuked. <laughs> so, yep. like, and I'm losing all my neighbors and... Uh, oh, no. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to what we're supposed <laughs> to be talking about real quick. Animal Crossing. Uh, Getty, I've also linked uh, a good cover of Mr. Brightside by KK. And uh, there's a couple other ones I saw that were pretty good, but uh, you can look for those yourself. Uh, Joji's Dancing in the Dark is a very dark song, and it's weird to have KK sing it, but I love it. Um, but the last thing I found was someone on Twitter going by 2Mellow, or Mellow Makes on Twitter, uh, no W, at Mellow Makes, uh, did a fantastic job adding a sick drum beat to the classic KK song, uh, that I, uh, I'm going to link here and we will probably overdub onto this part of the episode so you can hear, uh, some decent KK slider beats. But for now, let's move into one last thing. One last thing. We have one last thing, one last statement sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, I, Beth's out of town. So I am just railroading Final Fantasy VII Remake every hour that I am not working, and some that I am, is just Final Fantasy VII. It is continuously on, and I am so close to beating it. I am at the end. Joel? So you know how I just went on that conversation about how I'm going to this new island? Mm-hmm. You're Wait, gonna what are you going to name it? Uh, I, I'm just renaming the same thing, oh, Firefest. come on. Shame Island. Firefest. Shame Island. I, it was, Firefest 2. It was good. It was good the first time. I'm not changing. <laughs> uh, Firefest 2. Uh, so, you know how Beth uh, called me a serial killer for my original house? Yes. Uh, so, I've got the opposite problem this time, where instead of having nothing but a toilet, I've got, like, everything literally piled on top of each other in this small house. <laughs> because I've hoarded all of my stuff and brought it over. So, uh... You know, if she, if she ends up visiting my island anymore, do not be surprised if you find a urinal, uh, a, a tiki torch, and a bunch of other shit littered outside my yard. Nice. Noted. Getty? Uh, I... Oh, what was my one last thing? Well, I have finally made enough progress to complete the second palace in Persona 5 Royal. So, that was what I did... This morning at 8, I just ended 
uh, as they were having a conversation about it. So I still have to make it through that. So I get some free time in game. Nice. Got to be texting your yeah, friends. Yeah, no, I. It's so stressful in that game. You're like, oh man, I have to beat the palace so that I can start hanging out with my friends. Yeah, you got to eat your vegetables well, first before you can eat, do your before you can even then do your even then now. they're like, oh hey, by the way, I'm really concerned about whether this person's going to have a change of heart. It's like, yeah, we have this conversation every day. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where I am going to be playing, I think, some, uh, some Apex Legends, I think, next week, but... Last week, me and Steve got into some Monster Hunter. We went deep into that game. Trying new weapons. Messing around. Getting the shenanigans. It was good. Joel and Kelly are going to continue with moving out, I assume. Yes. Hartwig and Sam are having a great time. I just want to say we don't have as many viewers on Hartwig and Sam's show uh, about them playing Divinity Original Sin. I peep in every once in a while onto that show... It is delightful. Those guys have chemistry. They're married. Which is... Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I could tell you right now, it is just... It's a fun time to be had. It's a its a fun overall time for them playing it because you just walk in and be like, Kevin, why are you in the basement? Ke- Kevin, Ke- Kevin, get out, of the, get out of the basement. This guy's attacking me. Ke- Kevin, get out of the basement. It's awesome. It's a good time. And uh, Metal Gear Kevin... Part four is still ongoing, and it's going well. He is on the flying boss. Oh, uh, that, I can't remember what they're That one was a nightmare. Yeah, I hated that one. So, we'll see how that goes. If you'd like to... Whoa. Oh, and yeah. we will soon be starting. Yeah, we already started. Well, that one was test officially. This The first <laughs> official one will be this Sunday. Magic the Gathering. Eric Getty Gettinger. Alec Parks. Ooh. Former guest. And then possibly Joel? Yeah, I'd be down. I need to pull out my cards and assemble a sick deck. Oh, oh yeah. Get to it. Get to it. First match with Getty is on Sunday. We already played. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> no, well, this was Richard was there. This what do you mean it's going to count? <laughs> he said that he couldn't even get your audio for the first like four. Oh yeah. He Wait, are we keeping it. a running? Are we keeping a running win loss record? No. Oh, no. oh yeah. Let's get Alex on there too then. Yeah, <laughs> I'll play with my World of Warcraft Rogue deck. Let's get that going. I, you know I have those World of Warcraft cards too. I don't remember I how to play. Shut to up. Play. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just Hearthstone, right? <laughs> somebody, somebody's going to get real pissed about that. It is legitimately just Hearthstone. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the Blathers Bug Bounty of your choice. You thought I wouldn't get that alliteration. Nailed it. Thanks for listening. GG, Joel. You're right. I didn't think you did it. <laughs> GG, game. Good game. Good night, everybody.